Are you looking to take your legal marketing skills to the next level? Maybe you're an attorney or offer professional services. You're in the right place. Welcome to Attorney Marketing Profits, marketing information that's brought to you by attorneys and for attorneys. With your host, practicing attorney for over two decades, marketing professional for the last 10 years. He's been involved with law firms that grew to over seven figures in revenue. Your host, Richard Martindale. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Attorney Marketing Profits Podcast. My name is Richard Martindale. I'll be your host for this podcast, and let's get started today. We're learning about marketing, and specifically marketing for law firms. That's what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. I'm going to tell you right up front, I'm always learning new things, so I'm going to be sharing them with you here. It's not always going to be polished, but I'm going to just tell you I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be upfront in the information that I'm going to give you, and I hope that it'll be helpful for you in marketing your law firm or your legal practice. So I thought it would be appropriate for me to start out by just telling you my story. Why should you be listening to Richard Martindale about marketing for law firms? So I am a practicing attorney. I've been an attorney for about 23 years. And my dream to be an attorney started when I was probably 12 or 13 years old. I was in junior high, and we had a project where we were answering the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm sure many of you had that question when you were in elementary school or middle school. But when I was trying to tackle that question, I was intrigued by what attorneys did. So I started digging in and researching what did it mean to be an attorney? So here are a few things that I found. First, the attorneys that I knew and my family knew generally had knowledge around many areas of business. So they seemed to be well-educated, intelligent people that knew a lot about what was going on with business and the world of business. The attorneys that my parents knew and worked with also seemed to be successful from a financial standpoint. They were pillars in the community. They supported a lot of the local charities and You know, that was attractive to me. And then also, as many of you know, if you're an attorney, there are so many movies and TV shows out there that portray attorneys as like a hero or savior. They always seem to be wearing the white hat. So those three different aspects of being an attorney really intrigued me and really were attractive to me. So there I was in junior high. I went through this project. And I formed the dream in my head that I was going to be an attorney. I was going to provide a good life for my eventual family. I was going to make my parents proud. And I was going to help others through my legal practice. Those were the three things that I thought I was going to set out to do as an attorney. So I went out, went off to college, and I was pursuing this dream. But When I was 20 years old, my dream nearly got derailed before I even got started. You see, my father passed away suddenly in my junior year of college. It was something that was totally unexpected. I didn't really know what that meant for my future. But uh, my older brother at the time had gone to work in our family business. My dad had been a real estate developer in our hometown. And I was still in school. So I started thinking, all right, do I need to give up this dream of being an attorney? Do I need to go home and help my brother work in the family business? But then as I was contemplating these questions in my head, I remembered how proud my dad was 
that I was planning to be a lawyer. So I kept pursuing my dream and went back to college with the pursuit of being a lawyer. And I did that. So I was in college, graduated from college, went off to law school. And when I was in law school, I picked up an additional dream or additional, I guess, aspect to this dream in that I started participating on our mock trial team. I learned so much from my coaches and uh, colleagues and teammates when I was on the mock trial team that I knew that trial work was what I wanted to do when I got out of school. So I set out to continue on that dream to be an attorney, and now I wanted to be a prosecutor. In my second year of law school, between second and third year, I had the privilege of working in the Harris County DA's office in Houston, Texas, and I was privileged to get an offer from them to work for that office after I graduated, and that was my first real lawyer job. I was a prosecutor in Houston, Texas. Now, for me, you know, being my early 20s, it was such a great experience for me. I got married, so my wife was there with me in in Houston, and I felt that I had fulfilled this dream that I had dreamed in junior high. I was wearing the white hat as a prosecutor. I was carrying out justice for my community. I was newly married, and I was on my way. So, of course, then nothing's ever perfect. And about three years into my service as a prosecutor, my wife and I found out that we were expecting our first child. So what a thrill this was for me that we were, I was going to be a dad, um, but my wife wanted to stay home with our kids, and I fully supported that decision. And so in order to you know support our family on just one income, if my wife was going to be staying home, so I started looking into jobs in private practice that would give us the financial means to live on just one income. My job search at the time led me to some jobs, and eventually I took a job in the Washington, D.C. area. I worked for a law firm there, and I was doing civil litigation work. And I thought, okay, this is the path that I'm supposed to follow. I'm supposed to be an attorney, continue being a litigator, and this is going to help me to continue following this dream of providing for my family, making my mom proud, and also helping others. You know, as I got into the private practice, it was a little bit of a different experience, I guess. Yes, I was providing for my family by making a good income. You know, we started, as many families in America do, um, you know, bought a house, bought a car, you know, eventually moved into a bigger house and a nicer car. But, you know, as I was doing this, I was working long hours, traveling many weeks out of the year. And overall, I was just had this feeling that I was missing out on my life with my wife and eventually three kids. So I'm sure if you're an attorney out there, you might have experienced what I'm talking about. You know, many nights I would eat dinner in or around the office because I was working late. I'd be at the office working late on a brief or discovery, you know, that had to get out the next day. So I'd be there late. Oftentimes I'd be the one turning out the lights and then going to a nearly empty metro rail stop, getting on a train that was where I was one of the few people on there, and eventually getting home to my wife and kids and walking through the door, and half the time they'd be asleep. So many nights I got home, 
I felt unworthy, empty, unfulfilled. I guess from a societal standpoint, I was outwardly successful in the world's eyes, but inwardly I felt like a failure and I was letting down my wife and family. That wasn't the dream that I had dreamed from junior high, and I knew something had to change. So about 10 years ago, I moved my family back to Texas. I opened up my own law practice, and I thought, all right, this is going to be the path that I'm going to follow to fulfill my dreams I had as a teenager and work that job that provided for my family, made them proud, and also gave me the time to enjoy life with my wife and kids. Well, for any of you out there who are attorneys and who've set out on that path to open your own law firm, you know it's not as easy as it might seem. Sure, I now had more flexibility in my schedule that I controlled, but there were a whole new world of pressures and obligations that opened up when I went out on my own. I was the sole person responsible for billing hours. I was the sole person there most of the times to pay the bills that came in. And I was the sole person that had to market my legal practice to bring in the clients. So I actually had the work to do that could bring in the money. So that's when I started researching marketing. And I can tell you, I just fell in love with marketing. This was 2008, 2009 time period. As you know, the internet was going strong at the time. Internet marketing with websites and pay-per-click ads on Google were becoming, you know, the thing to do for your business. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, they were also around, but uh, many businesses at the time weren't using those channels for marketing, at least not like they do today. But as I dug into marketing for my legal practice, I realized that so many other businesses out there also needed marketing services, and I wanted to help them with the, to use the skills that I had learned. You see, as I started digging into marketing, I went to the conferences, I spent thousands of dollars traveling, learning from the top experts in internet marketing, and I knew that I could help other businesses and other law firms with their marketing. So this rekindled in me some of those dreams that I had from junior high. I could see a path where I could help others, provide for my family, and still have the freedom and flexibility to spend time with them. So that's when I formed Clockwork Digital Marketing, where I set out to help other businesses and law firms to market themselves online. But that's not the end of the story. So with Clockwork, I'm out there running this marketing agency. We were building websites, helping companies with their Google rankings, running their social media on you know, Facebook and Twitter and other platforms. But it wasn't always easy. You see, companies that we were trying to help, more often than not, they wanted a pretty website, which doesn't always translate into a site that generates business. Or you know, we'd help a company get ranked number one in Google on their organic search, and then Google would change their algorithms, and we'd have to start all over with ranking a company. At that time, we were able to do marketing for companies by establishing their presence on the internet, but I just felt that something was missing. There had to be a better way. So it's at that point I started working on a marketing system that would generate real results for law firms and other businesses, and I was tired of the old way of marketing a law firm or a business on the internet. 
You see, in the old world, people focused on getting their website or getting their Google ranking up. And just think about it. A website is kind of like a billboard in the middle of the desert. It's nice and it's pretty. It has all your law firm's information on it. But if no one ever sees it, is it really working to market your law firm and bring in clients? A lot of the times, no. If they didn't have traffic, they didn't have a system for people to actually see the website, then things weren't working. So I wanted a system that would provide real results that are trackable, measurable, and add tangible results to a law firm's bottom line. And in the last few years, I've found that system. It's a marketing system that I and others in internet marketing would call a funnel. And it's a system that's made up of three primary steps. You see, in the first step, you have ideal clients that come into your funnel or marketing system on a 24-hour, seven-days-a-week basis, even while you're traveling, doing other legal work, or even sleeping. You attract them in by offering them something of value in exchange for their contact information. It's like a mouse being drawn to cheese. And I'll go into more of this in later episodes. But essentially, a client wants to avoid embarrassment or making the wrong decision when they're picking a law firm to hire. So if you go out there and you just try to sell them or make them hire you right off the bat, they're usually going to be spooked and run away. However, if you offer them something of value, it's non-threatening, it gets them in the door and gets them into your marketing system, you can then move into step two in the process. And in the second step, those clients actually work themselves automatically through an automated system that's meant to educate them about what you do and start building rapport so they will know, like, and trust you, and eventually they will come to hire you. You see, by providing value and information and building that relationship, you are going to lead them down a path where they will eventually hire you. So that's that final step. You are building and creating, as Seth Godin calls it, a tribe of people that are following you. You're giving them great information, giving them great value, and those people who eventually become your clients see you as a thought leader, and when they need legal services in your area, you and your law firm will be the one that they turn to because they know, like, and trust you. Think about the alternatives of how you've marketed your law firm over the years. I know because I've done it just like you have. I mean, how many dry chicken breasts and glass of iced tea have you consumed over the years because you've been trekking out to networking events at the Chamber of Commerce or other local organizations? You know, how many business cards have you passed out with your phone number and email address on them? And those probably ended up in someone's trash can or recycling bin. And how many thousands of dollars, if you've hired outside consultants, how many thousands of dollars have you paid for so-called internet marketing experts who promised they could get you on the top of Google search results and bring in clients, but they never did? I know all about these because I've been in your shoes as an attorney, and I've also been on the other side as a marketer. Now, I don't want to get too sidetracked because the point of today's episode is to tell you my story. I'll talk in more detail through future episodes 
about the system and how to market your law firm. So let's table that for now. And now I want to tell you one final story from my own experience to demonstrate how I know that this marketing system works. You see, back in 2013, I was contacted by someone that was looking to start somewhat of what I would call a marketing law firm. So they saw my LinkedIn profile, which featured my legal experience, and also featured my company, Clockwork Digital Marketing. Given that I had a background in both the law and marketing, they were interested in talking with me about how to market for legal clients. So met this person in a coffee shop in Austin. We started talking to try to see if it was a business relationship that would work for both of us. So over a series of weeks and months, we continued these conversations. Our business relationship grew, and he and I, along with several other partners, formed several law firms and used the marketing systems that I've discussed above in order to market for legal clients. Over the life of those firms, we attracted tens of thousands of clients who hired our law firm. And those clients represented tens of millions of dollars in claims. I eventually parted ways and left those law firms, but that experience and my work there helped me, first of all, to have the freedom to be speaking to you today, and secondly, gave me the confidence to know that if you have the proper marketing systems in place, your law firm can be successful. I don't tell you this story to brag. I'm telling you because I want you to understand the power that marketing systems, if they're created correctly and work automatically, can have for your law firm. They can provide you with the same freedom and success that you want to achieve in your life. And they don't have to be a burden or a chore that you spend hours a day slaving over. So you may ask yourself, all right, if you had this type of success, why are you doing a podcast? Why are you spending time running both a marketing company and a law firm? You see, I still practice law even to this day, but I'm also now on a mission to ensure that every lawyer knows the proper way to use marketing and promote their law firm so that they can attract their ideal client and fulfill your dreams. Whatever your dreams may be, I want to help you fulfill those. So ultimately, for me, it comes back to those dreams and desires I had as a 12 or 13-year-old kid sitting in a junior high classroom in Jackson, Tennessee. Life for me is about helping others reach their dreams and desires. And as Zig Ziglar famously said, you will get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. So that's my story. That's how I got to where I am today, running both Clockwork Digital Marketing as well as my law firm. I hope that gives you a little bit of background and interests you enough that you'll tune in to our podcast, listen to the marketing tips that I'll have for you. And if you're an attorney who happens to be listening to this, I hope you'll also search for and join our Attorney Marketing Facebook group. I think that's a good way for me to share additional information with you. And I want to walk alongside you in your journey. And I hope you'll walk alongside me in this journey of this podcast and my goal to educate attorneys about marketing. Join me there on Facebook, as well as you can find me through my social media pages, either on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. 
And um, I guess finally, you could also find me through my website, clockworkdigitalmarketing.com. So that's basically it for episode one of the Attorney Marketing Profits podcast. You know, like I said, it's going to be raw. It's going to be real. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I thank you again for listening. I hope you have a blessed day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Attorney Marketing Profits with Richard Martindale. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit attorneymarketingprofits.com, facebook.com slash attorneymarketingprofits, and on Twitter at ATTNYMarketing. We'll catch you next time.